This episode of the FS Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer. Star Trek Discovery, I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian, and with me remotely today, DJ Jazzy Jazz, Daryl. I haven't used that in a while. Wow, you should stop that. <laughs> yeah, that was actually that was a, a college thing. Somebody called me like DJ Jazzy Jasp. DJ Jazzy Where, Jasp. Did you yeah. see they're moving forward with that Bel Air? Um, the uh, slash o, the OC slash All American. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's and that's what it, uh, I saw the trailer and you know some people in the comments were like, oh that looks awesome. I was like, I, I've seen it before with the OC. I've I seen really it before with All American. If they're gonna do it, I really hope they don't have any of the actors from that short film though. Oh yeah, they were they were they were really bad. terrible. They were they were yeah terrible terrible is an understatement. Um, yeah. Anyway, hey guys, welcome to the show. This is the Infamous Podcast. Um, Thanks, Julian, for for being a patron. Thanks for uh, all the five-star reviews people are giving us lately um, and all the downloads and and stuff. Uh, Check out the the show on YouTube if you want. It's just uh, you don't get to see us, but, you know, it's still on there. Um, (laughs) Anyway, dude, there was a ton of news this week. Um, There's a new movie hitting uh, coming out um, sometime this fall called Cop and Feel. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was I was I was going all you know straight laced, and it's like oh yeah, um that um what's it called? Project Power comes out tomorrow. On Netflix. Well, it comes out Friday on Netflix, yeah. so it'll be out by the time by the time the time you guys are listening to this. But Project Power will be out, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Um, and if you get the cop and feel joke and you think it's funny, awesome. If you don't think it's funny awesome um anyway so no this week we got uh some really disheartening news about the live action avatar the last airbender series um agents of shield had its finale series finale um yesterday and then fortnite is suing uh or fortnite uh, epic games the creator of fortnite suing apple so we'll talk about that a little bit blumhouse and amazon are teaming up and then our big story is um dc comics dc universe is literally having a crisis on on all fronts right now (laughs) so uh a crisis on infinite products uh so anyway so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a lot um but yeah all right so one last uh i want to thank Haley, my daughter for for being our our uh our resident umbrella academy expert last week yeah um i i posted when i posted the um the little clip of the show, I made sure it was all her talking, and uh, and then I posted our our resident Aiden Gallagher uh, expert, and I I tagged him in it, and she's like, she was so embarrassed, she's like, take it down. 
yeah I, I know like some of the stuff she was talking about i'm like oh that's that, i like especially the behind the scenes stuff i'm a huge fan of the oh, yeah. behind the scenes stuff so she's so, like like some I of mean, the she's stuff so obsessed with the she, show that you know yeah. it's it's all she thinks about like that like that kind of enthusiasm yeah, oh hell yeah she i, I don't know where Love she gets it. it from um <laughs> I, I have no idea no clue at all all right uh so avatar man um so mike michael dante di martino and brian kind of just break mike and brian break um both put out statements uh this week that they're no longer involved with the planned live action adaption of uh avatar the last airbender over at netflix um as you guys know, um, and, and Daryl definitely knows this, Avatar is probably my favorite cartoon of all time. And I was I was tepid about the idea of a live action series, even with them involved. Um, I have zero faith at this point. Have a little faith. I, I just I I I, uh, I I don't know. Um, you know, and and it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Avatar is on Netflix right now. It's huge. It's like you know, it's it's doing gangbusters. They're adding the Legend of Korra this week. Um, it may be on there already. I don't know. I haven't logged into Netflix today, but yeah, it, it's just uh, it's sad. And and you know, um, when when I forget which one it was, Brian or Mike, they close out their their uh their letter saying with a quote from iroh sometimes life is like this dark tunnel you can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel but if you just keep moving you'll come to a better place and i hope that's true um we were talking before we went on air dan lynn from rideback studios is still attached as the executive producer and as we were we were furiously going through his uh his filmography real quick he is either they're either really good movies or they're really bad movies. And there's no in yeah. between with him. And and the same with the, the TV shows. Um, they're all bad. So yeah, he is, he is, like we said, he's a consummate hit and miss. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, like, even honestly with the original creators, I honestly think this show is a hit or miss. I don't think there's going to be much in between. Yeah. I'm still, I'm probably halfway through season one. Funny enough. I was trying to figure out what to watch yesterday, last nice. night. And then it's like, ah, you know what? Let me watch an episode of this. It was the one where uh, uh, Aang got captured and he gets rescued by the most unlikely of people. Um, so I, I'm not sure where what their plan was for the Avatar. One thing I don't want, like even with them involved, then this yeah. is where I, I don't know if you're going this way when you said you were kind of tepid on it. I don't want a, a remake of Avatar. I don't want the exact same thing to happen. No, I don't want a shot show. for shot. Like I'd like to shot change some shot, things. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, there's so some things that I, need to change for sure. So I don't know if they were going that route or not. I, and again, I don't know if we'll ever really know. No, but um, I, I'm not one of those. I'm I haven't got into that grind of um avatar yet so mm -hmm. it's not really the i mean i, I it, it's just such a bright show right now for me it's one of those shows that you know it's just something i can watch for 25 minutes and it's really cool and mm -hmm. i just you know i love ang as a character so ooh, he was I'm, he was the producer on the box 
that Fox, one with was, uh, is that the one with with Carmen Diaz, Carmen, or, or Cameron Diaz, Diaz and James Marsden yeah. and Frank LaPaglia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ew. 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 Yeah. I'm, no, yeah, I'm not. He, a, oh man, now I'm really. But hey, he's he, like I. <laughs> but see, like I said, he was on the first the two Sherlock movies. He was which I loved. He's see, I didn't like either movies. one of them. I, oh, so I've yeah, only I seen the those. first It movie. I didn't see. I didn't even bother with Chapter yeah. Two because it was like yeah. fifteen hours long. Um, he he did Aladdin, um, which I I don't have any I I don't have any um inkling I don't yeah. feel like watching that so Lethal Weapon I never really watched that show, um Frequency never watched that yeah forever, but like if you look at this that. like Forever was Lego a movie season Lethal Weapons his longest series the and it went yeah. for three seasons and that one ended because of cancel culture so <laughs> anyway yeah I I just like I don't know like I'm. I'll give it a shot, you know. I, I'll, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna watch it out of spite. Like, I'll definitely give it a shot. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah. I do think it's interesting that Netflix responded today. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, they were, they were, um, you know, they, they, they their statement was, was, you know, uh, we have complete respect and admiration for Brike. And the story that they created in Avatar, the anim- in the Avatar animated series. Although they have chosen to part the live action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaptation. You know, nothing there, nothing scandalous or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's definitely interesting. Um, and and I know in the article it says one of the things that uh, this is from uh, Tyre uh, Joey Parr. He says, you know, they don't seem to be wor- too worried about it, which yeah. actually worries me even more. And like I told you, it's like, what do you expect them? To, would you say, like, in a situation like this, this is pretty much the only thing they can say. Yeah. Um, because if they come out with any doubts, that's going to just make things even worse for people. Who- yeah. If they come out and they're like, holy shit, the sky is falling. The the yeah. badger moles have, uh, have revolted the sky bison or, or shitting on people as they fly by, you know, oh, it, it's suck. like, that would really suck. yeah, that, that would, that would not, that would not ingrain any confidence. Um, you know, I, my, my, my thing is, uh, is I think the bending is really hard to make look cool in live action. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I'm sorry. I just had a snapshot of the, um, Avatar movie. Yeah, I mean, like uh, at, at the worst, it's Anakin floating a uh, an apple across the table in Episode Two. Um, at best, it's Magneto in in some of the later, you know, um, X Men movies. The the um, Michael Fassbender uh, mm-hmm. Magneto, but yeah. So I'm just I don't I don't know like because both the 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 Avatar and Korra series are are so near and dear to me, you know, I w I was going to be critical <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of anything live action. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. Yeah. I, I think, and hey, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And one of the great things about streaming is, Hey, you can take, you can, you know, take a, take a chance on something. And mm-hmm. if it works, it works. Like, yeah. you know, when I watched umbrella, when we watched umbrella Academy, it was one of those things that works. Yeah. When we, watch, when I, when we tried to watch curse, it just didn't work. And so we just said, Hey, try to watch it's... what? <laughs> what was that that we tried to watch? I'm, I'm not familiar uh, with what it is that you're talking about. <laughs> did, did, did your brain delete it from your mind? Dude, I only watched 29 minutes of it. I just, I couldn't even. So yeah. I, I have a friend. He's like, no, you need to go back and check it out. I'm like, I yeah. really, I really don't. 
I, I really, yeah, somebody really said not, that at, so. like one of the guys uh, at my gym, uh, he said one of his friends said that about, it, and I was like, mm. and then me and this other woman that we were, we were just like looked at each other like, eh, we both tried the first episode. And, yeah, pass, hard, us. hard pass, <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> so, all right, um, so yeah. In other like TV live action news, um, actually this is an example like Quake, um, you know they they did her like powers well like it kind of could have been airbending the way she like would like do concussive Wait. blasts out of her uh, her hands, let, um, yeah. Uh, yeah so um, so the series finale came about and I'm I'm gonna say this I watched it today. Um, it was two hours. It was it was a double episode. It really stuck. Oh, okay, cool. Like I was I was really I was really, you know, for for a show that was so up and down, and that I don't feel like it really found its stride until it cut down to thirteen episodes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it was pretty. It, it 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 got pretty good there at the end. I mean, it was it was never great. Um, I think this season with Ghost Rider was probably one of the more interesting seasons. I think. Uh, I really like the Ghost Rider. I, I think when they started splitting it into like three stories for the season instead of just one big long season when they were twenty two, that that's kind of where it like it really kind of was like okay, I'm 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 in it for the duration. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, there there were some interesting sacrifices. Um, there were some interesting like twists and turns along the way, and it totally set up. Um. Agents of Agents of Sword, uh, which will be coming to Disney Plus at some point, and you know it looks like we're going to get some of our favorite characters back. Yeah, and I am actually looking forward to getting this to re- watching the season once it comes to Netflix or wherever. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I told you before we started why I didn't watch it this season, mm-hmm. um, and it's good to hear that it stuck the landing because yeah. speaking of hit and miss. So many shows, you know, that's a hit and miss. The series finales are so difficult, especially for, you know, shows that have any type of time and any type of, you know, fan base, because the fans are going to all like everybody's expecting something different, wanting something different. So a show that can do a good job of not. And again, we know everybody. I don't care how good it is. Everybody's not going to be satisfied. No, like, but yeah, to you know, stay true to what they've done. And that's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's stuff. I'm kind of, um, a bit, uh, nervous about, um, supernatural when it comes back. And yes, supernatural is still on Brian, regardless of what you may think. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I have to beat you too. <laughs> so I'm kind of nervous about, you know, how, how they, you know, finish that off. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I've been a fan of that for good 15 freaking years. That's insane. But, you know, that's one of those things. So I, I am looking forward to this and I'm glad you, you know, one of the things you know, I did read the article, even though it had a couple of spoilers, thankfully not okay. too much. Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil anything um, for the, uh, for people who haven't watched it yet because it did just okay. air like the day before um, talking about this. But um, I, I want to talk about Chloe Bennett for a second because you like, you know, we, we make fun of Stephen Amell and we kind of make fun of Tom Welling for like Tom Welling face. Um, yeah. And Chloe Bennett definitely had Tom Welling face at the beginning of the series. And yeah, she did. She like, so one, I didn't realize she was like a pop star in Asia. Did you know that? Uh, this is news to me. <laughs> so you were today years old when you found that out. You were just now yes. years old. Um, And I didn't even realize she was half Asian. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, me neither. It was um, it was like she she turned into like quite the little powerhouse of an actress. Like, and there there's a a scene where her and the her love interest this season like share a first kiss for like the fifth time because like time travels involved with this season and it's just like the 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 glee she she like you know i mean and and the the guy she was kissing is of you know he's very handsome and he was on another marvel television show that was on the abc network um that took place in the past and uh, uh i don't know what you're talking about anyway dude agent carter it's a great show um oh okay oh okay i thought so, you were talking about another show no uh anyway and, and like like she goes into like you know have this moment with him and like you totally just bought it it's like holy crap like she like she just turned like it, it, it's those kind of things where like she would just have these little moments and like she'd have this little like i like almost rock-esque eyebrow cock that she would do um but no, she was she was really good. I, you know, my favorite characters in the in the show were always Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons um, at the pop for the win. And yep. uh, I liked um, how Mac finally stopped being a little bitch, um, and and really you know kind of became awesome throughout the last season. So yeah, but, yeah, uh, that was one of my my uh, quabbles with Mac early on. Um, well, and I I understood why they had him, that yeah. character. But I, I'm glad to see you. Oh, and again, I haven't seen this season, but he's mm-hmm. evolved over the last couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. I, you know, absolutely. So. so the hard part about Mac, right, is the um, the guy that plays him, and I don't know his name. Um, anyway, he when when he first came on to uh, to Shield, he was also like he did the first season on Shield, and then he did a couple seasons on The Last Man on Earth, um, the Will Forte oh, show that. that was on Fox. And he was yeah. so much better on that show, and it's like, well, dude, Mac, just stay, just stay there. Like, you don't need yeah. to go back to Shield. Like, you're you're much better on the show. You're hilarious, and you know, we're not, we don't get to see like any of this side of you on Shield because they made Mac just kind of a crybaby. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it it was it was it was you know it was really good, and and it kind of you know the the arc for Coulson, you know, who's obviously the main character of the show was was really really cool and and hopefully they figure out a way to tie some of this into the mcu for phase four yeah um, especially like you were saying if if they're gonna do an, an agents of sword you know because again that's one of those things we kind of saw a tease in at the end of spider-man far from home yep um so they're gonna do it on the plus they they definitely need to f- figure out a way to tie you know some of this stuff in. Uh, you you just can't, and I think that's one thing they you know they, they kind of you know Shield became the redheaded stepchild in a way. You know the idea was to keep all make sure all of this connects to the MCU, and then mm-hmm. they found out okay this might be a little bit more dif- difficult or you know not as rewarding. So they didn't necessarily stay stick that route. But yeah, you definitely need to kind of circle back. Mm-hmm. And make some connections if you're going to do an Agents of Sword with you know some of these characters. Yeah. Which I honestly think you know again Quake is one of those. I have a Clark type relationship from the hundred with her. Yeah. Which I like. Oh yeah. Because uh, she's there a are times she's where, a very well defined character. She's she's multifaceted yeah. and you know um, 
Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I'd like to see her show up in the MCU. Like, I would like to see I would Chloe. Love to. Like, yeah, she's a powerhouse. You know, she yeah. she could be in it. I mean, in the comics, she's been an Avenger, but she could totally be an Avenger. Um, you know, or like but, a warrior, or you know, new warrior, or something like that. Yeah, and with, well, I guess there's no there. Uh, she comes in. There's no reason to bring Victor in from uh, X Men, huh? No. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, I do like her character. Um, so. I would lo- I would like to see. You know, and it seems like they're going that direction, and somewhere down the road, bringing Chloe Bennett back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, bringing them all back, like Yo Yo was yeah, a great character. Yo Yo was like I really one like of Yo- the most interesting Yo-Yo. characters. She had a great arc yeah. this season. Um, obviously, you know Melinda May, the cavalry. Um, you know she's great. So, yeah, it was just it, I. I just love this cast. I, I yeah, do. I really do. I like mean, it. as far yeah. as a show that was like really uneven when it started and you know mm-hmm. like that first season the whole idea of centipede when it was hydra and they had to wait for the captain america civil war um you know reveal mm-hmm. that hydra was or not civil war uh, winter soldier reveal that hydra was a thing and then they were able to turn around the next week and then they provided the helicarrier for age of ultron you know um mm-hmm. it was like why, they they never actually crossed over and and it, you know there was a little bit um you know uh they had lady sith show up and 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 yeah. you know chasing chasing down uh escaped as guardians and things like that but yeah it was it's it's just one of those things where um you know it it's a it, it turned out to be a really good show so mm-hmm. and i know some people were, were were shocked that like it went on for eight seasons and that i i think you have every right to be shocked if you stopped watching after season two i will say uh one really cool thing because they were jumping through decades um they they came across garrett bill paxton's character um mm-hmm. in the past and he was played by bill paxton's son so oh see that's awesome and it was just really cool and like he yeah. kind of looks like his dad and you're like and like i was like where did they find an actor that looks so much like bill paxton then i like looked up the who played garrett and it's like oh holy crap that's awesome like way to go so um not nearly as good of an actor as a dad (laughs) just gonna put that one out there don't get your hopes up um all right so anything else about shield nope okay cool moving on so a little bit of gaming news uh i know do you play fortnite I've played like three games of Fortnite, and that was like four years ago. So, so no, I'll, I'll play Fortnite every now and then. Um, I'll play it on my tablet actually. Uh, it's kind of fun to play on the iPad, uh, but I I don't think I play Fortnite right. I I just like run to the middle of the circle and hide and pick people off. <laughs> so. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, but then like inevitably I get killed. So I I've won I've won like one battle royal in like you know however many years I like it's been out and. Yeah, you know, when I say I play, it's like maybe once every two months I'll, I'll, I'll load it up. Um, but they, um, Epic Games, uh, has filed paperwork to sue Apple um, over their App Store policies. So if you guys aren't familiar, Apple takes thirty percent of the cut. So if you that charge, yeah, I, I'm 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 not defending Apple here. I, I know I'm an Apple fanboy and uh, apologist in most cases, but there's no reason that Apple should take a thirty percent cut, thirty cents on every yeah. dollar. That's just not right. Um, for yeah. for you know hosting a place where people can buy your games, um, especially when Apple's a closed system, so it's not like they could get. You know, there's no other way to get the games on the iPhone or 
right. iPad or, you know, in, in a lot of cases on the on the computers. So they they they, you know, Epic Games is suing uh suing Apple. Um, you know, the the iOS version of Fortnite, you're gonna you're gonna be really upset when you hear this, has raked in more than one point two billion dollars for a free game. Keep that in mind. That is yeah, that's the microtransactions. Um, absolutely. And so uh, a statement, an Apple statement today called the Epic uh, Actions Unfortunate, uh, but they didn't address the lawsuit. They said today Epic Games took the unfortunate step of violating Apple Store guidelines when they applied equally to every developer uh, and designed to keep the store safe for our users. As a result, the Fortnite app has been removed from the store, uh, enabled a fe- uh, Epic enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by apple and they did so with the express intent express intent of violating the apple store guide or the app store guidelines regarding in-app payments uh, that apply to every developer who sells digital goods and services so basically what happened is epic put in a workaround to be able to buy whatever the points were whatever the you know the money you know ducats or whatever their in-game currency is uh without having to mark it up to because that was the other thing is they had marked up for the I, I, uh, Apple store. They'd marked up the, you know, the currency to pass that yeah, 30% so can, right. on, which is something they're also weren't, you know, supposed to do. Um, but yeah, so I like, this is going to be really, really interesting. I feel like this could be a, uh, a groundbreaking, you know, bit of, of litigation here. Uh, for for the App Store, I, I will say I hope it doesn't go the way of the Google Play Store though, because something like forty five to sixty percent of apps in the Apple or in the Google Play Store have malware, um, and uh, yeah. I want to say it's less than like five percent of the the apps in the in the App Store have malware. Um, but I will say if you get a chance, they did a parody of Apple's nineteen eighty four ad from the Super Bowl called nineteen eighty Fortnite, um. It is, it's really, it's really quite funny. Um, but as of right now, um, you can't download Fortnite. It's not, you know, as of recording, it's not on, it's not on the app store right now. There's no way to update it. If you have it on your device, you can still use it, but you know, there's no updating or, or transactions. So like I said, this is going to be a, this is going to be a really interesting thing for, for them. Particularly since that, you know, it was just last month that, you know, Tim Cook was in front of Congress, you know, t- uh, during the antitrust hearing. So, I, I, like, this is actually a very, I think it's good timing by Epic because, mm-hmm. you know, Apple's already in spotlight for these practices. Oh, yeah. And and one of the things Epic did is they're not looking for monetary damages. They're yeah. asking the court to force Apple to change the App Store policies, mm-hmm. which, again, like I said, that's part of the antitrust hearing. So, mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you watch just, did you watch any of those hearings? No, I didn't. Mark Zuckerberg was in his backyard like smoking meat <laughs> the whole time. Are so, you serious? Yeah, it it just makes me laugh, right? Because like, well, because <laughs> the one I forget which um Republican congressperson it was, but he was like, "Can you tell us why you shadow banned Donald Trump for this tweet that he did?" And like. You know, bless Zuckerberg's heart. He was like, um, I, I, I'm not sure how Twitter does it. Um, we're Facebook. <laughs> you know, he was just like, you know, he could have been like, dude, 
what what are you talking about? The wrong freaking platform. Jack Dorsey's off ruining the world with Twitter somewhere else. He's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, so it, it's really it's it's an interesting time, man. I it really really is. So, all right. Um. So we have one more story before we get to the whole DC thing, and you brought this one to my attention. Um, we're both big fans of of Blomhouse. Um. And Jason Blom in particular, and in all the pretty, I mean, Jason Blom's filmography as a as a producer is like a murderer's row of like hits and like cult classics, and there's very few misses on there for him. Yeah. Um. But why don't you why don't you take this one because you brought this this welcome to Blomhouse thing to my attention, and and it's really interesting what what what's happening here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, it was funny. I just happened to see this. What maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes before we, you know, we start recording. But you know, they're partnering uh, with this new pr- program with Amazon called Welcome to Blumhouse, and the project is eight genre movies developed uh, with some up and coming horror talent. So the first four, so there's eight movies, and the first four are going to be uh, like it's going to launch on October sixth. Um, you know, that's actually perfect timing. You know. Hopefully stuff is some stuff is a little bit back to normal, but it's perfect because Halloween is coming up. So four of the eight will launch will debut this year, while the other four will be sometime next year. Uh, and as get the quote, each of these films presents a distinctive vision, unique perspective on common themes centered around family and love as redemptive or destructive forces. Um, and like you said, yeah, I'm a fan of for for the most part, fan of Blumhouse movies. You know, the Happy Death Day, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, what's the one we just watched the hunt which yep. was so much fun and i don't even like horror and i i like the i i typically end up being a fan of the blonde blomhouse movies right yeah um like you know jason blom was part of the invisible man another mm-hmm. movie we we both liked uh so this is one of those things this is what one of the things i like about streaming services when they do not just one movie but when they do partnerships like this mm-hmm with a studio that for you know is pretty hot you know Blumhouse oh, yeah. is, is 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 pretty hot so and, and I actually they do have the four films that were announced ones called the lie one uh, the lie black box evil eye and nocturne those are the four movies the first four movies that we'll get this year and yeah there's no word on what the other the four next year are but I really like this again you know perfect timer for Halloween because you know with Halloween comes around that October time frame and since I won't be having my Big Ten football I will and yes I'm very bitter about that but um, um I saw a bunch of posts saying at least Michigan won't lose to Ohio State again yeah that, that's yeah hell I'm just going to be watching the heck out of SEC Big 12 and ACC football <laughs> so as long as they as long as they do play but like I was saying um October is that time of year where I'm like, okay, what is there to watch? Mm-hmm. And, you know, four movies right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, what, so what it says is The Lie and Black Box are both premiering on October 6th with, with Evil Eye and Nocturne following the week after on October 13th. Yep. And uh, so. The Lie, it says here, The Lie, when their teenage daughter confesses to impulsively killing her best friend, two desperate parents attempt to cover up the horrific crime leading them to a complicated web of lies and deception. Starring Mir- uh, Muriel, Muriel Enos from The Killing, Peter Sarsgaard, yeah. and Joey King. So Wasn't he the, um, what, I mean, he, wasn't she the wife in uh, World War Z? 
and yes, she was yes, also yes, yes, in, yes. and she also plays in Hannah, like yeah. the hand. The, uh, uh, see, I haven't watched that. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that movie yeah. and that show. And then obviously Peter Sarsgaard from, um, um, you know, um, shoot, Green Lantern and, um, <laughs> um, Garden State and and things like that. And then Joey King from The Kissing Booth too. Um, anyway. But yeah, so I mean, like that kind of stuff right there. That that's super interesting. Um, you know, uh, and then the black box. After losing his wife and his memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to qu- causes him to question who he really is. Um, starring Mamadou, Mom, Mamadou Athi from Jurassic World Three, uh, Felisa Rashad from Creed and the Cosby Show. Um, Towson, oh Jesus, I can't even say that last name. Mor Moro Hanfola, Moro Hanfola, uh, from the Chi. Uh, Charmaine Big Bingwa. The Chai. What? I think the chai? that's the, the oh. Chai. Yeah, okay. about Chicago. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, this is say about Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Charmaine Bingwa from Trees of Peace, which I've never heard of that, and then Tori James from The Flash. So those Who's are those Troy are the first James? two. Tori, uh, yeah. Troy, sorry, not Tori, Troy. Um, damn dyslexia. So, so yeah, the, it's interesting. And then the other two are, you know, um, Evil Eye and Nocturne. Yeah, and so I, I think we should definitely talk about these when when they when they land. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh here's a cool quote from uh, Julie Rappaport, who's the co-head of movies at Amazon Studios. Uh, we're excited to launch Welcome to the Blumhouse with the exhilarating and provocative slate of original films for the first time ever on Prime Video. This collection from diverse and emerging filmmakers was a thrill to put together with our wonderful partners at Blumhouse Television. These chilling stories have something for everyone, ready to fright and delight genre fans and newcomers alike. And we're wow, that's a lot of rhyming. And we're excited to share them. <laughs> with our, we're, we're excited to share them with our global Prime video customers um this sounds like it's a it's a it's gonna be amazon's version of the twilight zone or black mirror or um amazing stories or you know um oh shoot it's the one i like the best oh outer limits um oh, i so, love yeah. the outer limits yeah um yeah, this 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 should be this should be pretty good, and and it seems like uh, there there's some really interesting stuff. Evil Eye is actually uh, based off one of their award winning Audible originals. Um, do you have an Audible account? Yes, and I wonder if I downloaded that. On so Earth. I did not download Evil Eye, but I do remember seeing it. Um, but yeah, so that that's really cool that they're taking one of the the Amazon properties and, and turning that into a uh, to movie. And Amazon has done this before with uh, what is they the did name? Homecoming. It was a podcast. Yeah, Homecoming was from Gimlet, um, which was oh was no, not from Audible, oh. but oh, it was oh, absolutely oh. it was a podcast. Um, oh, uh, it was the horror you know movie what I'm talking one. About? Yeah, I do. It was yeah. like chore or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I don't know. I think this is really neat that they're that they're gonna do this and. Uh, and you know there there's there's a bunch of stuff that's that's gonna come out and have let people watch and you know more more of this please and thank you. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Um, 
now moving on to our our main our main story of of the show um like i I saw a lot of people calling it a crisis i saw a lot of people like the being all, all super chicken little about this and everything um I think this is the opening salvo to comics getting away from the monthly titles, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to hit up the comic book store this weekend and, and chat with Jeff to, to see his take on all of this. So Warner Brothers, so AT&T owns all of this, right? They own, they own Comcast, they own, they own Warner Brothers, they own, DC Comics, um, and DC Comics is a very small part of AT&T's portfolio, um, but it seems to cause them a lot of headaches. Oh, speaking of DC, did you see the latest stuff about Ray Fisher? Oh, yeah. The, he, I, I saw the headline about attacking or like him with, and Jeff Johns. Yeah, so, like, but they're saying, like, there's, like, maybe legal ramifications to, like, the things Jeff Johns was doing on set. Ooh. So, oh, yeah, okay. like, I, something, oh, like, like I, I did, I don't want to get into it too much because one, I didn't have a chance to like check sources or research it, research it. Um, and even though like what the coverage I saw was from Den of Nerds and and those guys are great and they don't just willy nilly post stuff. Um, I still think it's a, a little premature to talk about. Uh, other than just you know, it happens to come up. But uh, as far as DC goes, so DC Comics and DC Universe, um, which are known as DC entertainment took a huge hit. Um, most of the, the high level editorial staff from DC is gone. Now um, Bob Harris, their editor in chief, uh, Hank can, uh, who is the senior vice president of publishing strategy and support services, Bobby chase VP of global publishing initiatives and digital strategy, Brian Cunningham, who's a senior story editor. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, I got all of that mixed up. Um, Anyway, but yeah, and uh, no, Brian Cunningham, the senior story editor from Dead- Deadline, confirms all of this. Um, they they are not um, commenting, and for right now, Jim Lee is safe as far as chief creative officer goes. Um, they they've already named some some names, which I am I'm not a hundred percent confident that the the thing people they've named are going to stick to the positions that they're at. Um. But yeah, so I think the big thing is DC Universe laid off a ton of people. Um, I, I think this is the death death rattle for DC Universe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's the, the DC Universe is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, so, one yeah. of the things it says it only uh, has one exclusive series left, which is Titans. Um, which it's only a matter of time before that. I like you, one show is not going to keep a you know a, something like that afloat. No. No, no, no. Just no, not. No. Nope. Um. So, I mean, this is really interesting, though. I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, this is the, they're calling this like people are calling this an implosion and things like that. Like, I, I'm curious as what this is going to mean for the the CW. Um, I, I'm curious as to what this is going to mean for the movies going forward. Uh, yeah. Is Wonder Woman going to be the last movie of this particular DCU DCEU? Um. And because I don't think anything else has even gone to production, has it? Uh, not that I know of, at least. I mean, Suicide Squad, remember, they're, but it's Suicide How are they going to – I guess I don't know how the 
I don't think the Suicide Squad and the Batman are going to be like inner. Oh kind yeah, of, like, yes, yeah, those these. aren't. Yeah, they're 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 going to be kind of on their own. So DC yeah. has has a big event coming up in about two weeks called DC Fandom, um, August twenty second. Yeah, yeah, and so it's oh about a week. Uh, anyway, and so it is. It's kind of like their D twenty three, and there's a lot of people who are like, "Why would they do this right before DC Fandom?" And it's like because then they can go to DC Fandom and announce a bunch of cool stuff, and everybody will so, forget about this. <laughs> one thing, like one of the videos I did watch on this, uh, I think it was beyond the trailer. She said that a lot of the, the junkets for that have been pre recorded. Again, I don't know how that works or not i think that was beyond the trailer um i'm not sure if you know how much is because i was thinking the same thing i was like you still watch you still watch grace's channel no i just happened to watch it for this um (laughs) she actually had some she actually had some pretty good news on um like breaking stuff i actually like how she broke broke it down um yeah it was like what i did i just like went to youtube and just put in dc layoffs and i just watched a bunch of channels and um just 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 after i read the articles and seeing if any of them gave me some kind of like interesting things and one of the things that uh and you were talking about because here's some of the things i had like the shows how it affects the shows how it affects the movies and what do you actually think this means for the comic industry as a whole going forward like do you think this is a uh like a step towards like one of the things I know you just said is like, you know, it's might be the death knell for monthly or monthly um, issues. But what about, you know, the digital versus physical so, copies? Like, so DC has always had like digital originals, right? They did these, they did these great little like um, injustice comics. They were, you know, they were short. They were like a dollar. Um, they came out weekly and, you know, they did Smallville. They did whatever Smallville season 11 uh, essentially on there. And it was that, that was a really good comic. I have all of that. They did a bunch of Batman Beyond stuff where they brought Dick Grayson back into the, you know, that Paul Denny um, animated universe and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where they've they've always been making that content. Right. Um but digital always kind of seemed like an afterthought. I think that's going to change. I think stepping away from Diamond like they did during the pandemic definitely was kind of the opening salvo to that um, that change. And then, I, you know, they, they, they put out they put out so many books um i mean they don't put out the level books that marvel puts out but they put out a lot of stuff and and it's not all good and you know they haven't gone they haven't gone the sjw route that a lot of the marvel stuff has gone um but that's not to say wonder woman photo did you see that wonder woman cover it's a variant cover done by the people at rooster teeth i mean like you like you know we we talked about jay lee and and tom king like we, we have no room to complain about that that's not Wonder Woman. It doesn't matter. It's it's what somebody wanted to draw. DC wanted to pay them to draw it. Great. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, what well, I'm, I'm saying I, it's I, that's that's not Wonder Woman. So yeah, but I mean it's it, maybe it's someone's idealized version of how they want Wonder Woman to be. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, that, that that's terrible. And, and 
I, but here's the thing. The one thing I, I'm not I, buying Wonder Woman anyway. I, I stopped buying Wonder Woman when uh, Liam stopped drawing it when when it came back for Rebirth. But you know, okay. I, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I, I have a question, and it kind of piggybacks off of what I'm saying about this. Uh, and again, you're more into this than I am, and like I know you said that they're not as SJW as Marvel, which. I'm pretty sure they don't have a snowflake and safe space character. No, no, no. There's that. But as far as their online presence and how how they interact with fans, how is that comparatively to Marvel? Because and the reasoning I said that is because one of the um, and I don't remember who which one it was. It's not actually in this article, but one of the uh, the editor you know editorial staff that got fired you know made this you know post about you know the whole. About the whole Wonder Woman thing, saying, you know, the people that are complaining about the few people that are complaining about this are nothing but trolls, this, that, and mm-hmm. the other. Yeah, um, yeah, you know the, the usual I, I mean, stuff. The, the comic so book, I don't know the comic book industry, like as a whole, has a problem with mm-hmm. Twitter, right? They yeah. they just all need to to kind of lay off Back away. and yeah, just yeah. like seriously, like delete it from your phone and your tablet and your computer and your brain and the internet. Um, Everybody, please, thank you. Like. We appreciate it. Yeah, it, it, it it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, like I said, DC is a really small part of the Warner Brothers portfolio, and and really what it is is it's just an IP shop for them. Like they get to have the intellectual yeah. property to Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter and Static Shock and you know um, all the the um, you know Doom Doom Patrol and and um, Shade the Changing Man and you know all all, all of these like really cool and weird and fun and new gods and and stuff like that um and i i think you know honestly like we, we like we we did an episode you know Johnny and i did an episode back in the day where i i walked around for 2 weeks with the notebook and rewrote how the dc universe should relaunch both for comics and movies to make way more sense um and, you know, like my version leaves Wonder Woman as the sole protector, as the protector of Earth, taking on that Superman role because Superman should be out in the stars as an ambassador for Earth, keeping, you know, people away, um, which I think is is completely different. And then you get to have him go against people who are closer to his power set um, or who can actually beat him down. So he has to, like, really think things through. Uh, I, I think, you know, they, they've made a few they've made a few errors um, lately. They have, um, they've gone like Batman is like Deadpool and Wolverine. He's just in everything. There's too much Batman. Brian Michael Bendis, um, I think, has been not so good for 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 DC um, as he's come in. There's the whole uh, the all like the overuse of Watchmen has been a bad thing. Uh, I feel, um, you know, we talked about Tom King. Like that guy needs to just sit down and and you know think about his life um you know and then like they they did the um they have this black label that kind of is what was replacing vertigo and you know the very first issue that came out it was like the bat penis page where it, the the artist draw it's it's a drawing of bruce wayne and the bottom half of his in, him is in shadow and you see the outline of his dick are you serious? Oh, no. I'm like, you know, I got the book like before I even like I, I put the book on my list because I was like, oh, sweet. It's a, a, a you know, adult Batman book. I, I'm really interested in this because it was uh, 
it was all about uh, it was called Batman Damned, and so Batman thinks he killed the Joker, um, and him and Constantine have to team up to like retrace his day using super- supernatural means. Um, but mm-hmm. Bruce is kind of all out of it. So, like, yeah, it seems interesting. Brian Azzarello writes really good miniseries. Um, but, yeah, so it, 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 it's like they, they do those little things that are stupid. Um, you know, they've rebooted since the New 52. Well, I guess since Flashpoint, they've rebooted the whole universe three times. Oh, right. And I mean, that's in less than 10 years. Um, they, 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 they don't do any long-term planning. Um, you know, the move to Burbank from New York, I think really kind of gutted the company of some of its heart and soul. Um, and you know, I, I think they're not a priority. They're not a priority to AT&T. They're not a priority to Warner brothers. Um, you know, it's like when you own the IP and you get it so wrong when you do the movies and the television, like, Maybe you don't deserve to have that IP. <laughs> so, I don't. If I you're think nothing without. If you're nothing without the suit, you don't need the suit. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. By the I way, think, yeah. That idea for the whole Wonder Woman Superman thing, I that's actually brilliant, man. I I, I honestly really like that. Idea. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I did like I talked about it for an hour and a half. Like I I, I sketched it all out. Um, you know, and, and I, I didn't get rid of any characters. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I made room for new characters to show up and, you know, and, and ask, see like Marvel, Marvel was kind of always the, uh, the, the social justice warrior anyway, with like X-Men and, and things like that. And, you know, I love X-Men. It's one of my favorite, you know, X-Men and Teen Titans and Batman and Spider-Man when I was growing up or in Green Lantern were my books. um And, you know, so I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm really sad for this editorial staff because like Bob Harris has been a great editor in chief. I feel um he he's tr- he's he's had the bravery to try new things. He's had the bravery to do some spin-off things he's had the, you know but they don't do when they do an event it's like too much you know i think that's part of the problem is they let some of that stuff go on um everybody talks about jim lee you know jim, jim lee just i don't know what he does uh he puts out a lot of covers <laughs> um <laughs> you know he, he does a lot of that i love his covers yeah i mean that. he's I a great artist art. um you yeah. know hbo max like, I don't understand why DC Universe did not just cease to exist the day HBO Max came out. Um, that whole launch was screwed up from the, the whole yeah. HBO Max thing was absolutely they screwed the pooch so badly with that launch. It's unbelievable that a company that big puts out something that stumbles as much as HBO Max did. Yeah, I hate that app. I, I, I love the content on there. I hate the app. I hate it I do so not, much. Yeah, I like. Um, it's funny. The more like I thought it was fine, but the more I look through it, the less I like it. Like HBO Now was such a utilitarian app. It was so easy to use. It was so easy to mm-hmm. find things on. I have no yes. idea where to go to find what I want to watch. I have to like click through to like five menus just to get to the movies on HBO. And then when you yeah, get to the movies, it's like everything. It's not just the HBO stuff, even though you're in the HBO category. Yeah, and it's it's like one of those things like where they just it, it it actually to me 
it synonymizes, uh, uh, yeah, use my words, itself with how they've handled the whole DC properties. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so haphazard and just not understanding the basic fundamentals of how to do this. You know, I think I think another problem is it's a company that has 80 years of history at this point, right? Over 80 years of history, uh, DC yeah. Comics, um, you know, and, and you know, it, it, it's they want to forget that history. They want because they want like the new, the new, new, the new, new, new. And, you know, they're, they're you know, I mean, they're not as bad as Marvel with all the number ones, but mm-hmm. I mean. I'm sorry, like even with the fact that the the MCU is the biggest franchise on the planet as far as like movies and and especially in nerd culture goes, Batman and Superman are still the two most recognizable heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, I I think I think you 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 have Batman, you have Superman in that order, and then you have Spider Man, and then you know, um, I think Iron Man is kind of up there. Um, just because of Robert Downey Jr. I think then you get Wonder Woman and then, you know, then it's kind of a crapshoot. It might be Captain America in there. Um, Wolverine is probably up there somewhere. Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool's up there in that top 10. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they have, they have name recognition. The fact that Justice League only made $680 million or whatever it was is a travesty. And honestly, anyone who was involved with that should have been released from their contracts. Like they, they, they should have just said, this is no bueno, no more. Um, yeah, you know, and, and that's with a wonder woman that made, you know, a billion dollars, you know, that, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, come on, that's the same. It made a billion dollars. The same reason that captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Neither one of those movies were very good. They're very uneven. Um, you know, the, the the best part of the Captain Marvel movies were that when they were in space. The best part of the Wonder Woman movie was when she was kicking ass in World War One. You know, see, like, yeah, Wonder Woman. I like the first two thirds. Like, I yeah, think we, the first two thirds. Like, the first, first two thirds of, of the movies are great. Fantastic. Patty Jenkins did a yeah. masterful job. Yeah, and it just like that last, you know, that last act just really struggled but that's but the warner brothers interference that's their that, that's where they don't trust the people that they have to make good mm-hmm. things like you look at shazam right mm-hmm. so shazam is it's a it's a very serviceable movie when it comes to a superhero movie the the, the thing yeah. that it has best going for it is zachary levi and mark strong hands down mm-hmm. um the thing that it has working against it is you know the the planeteers that become the Shazam kids, which was something that was introduced into the comic books recently. That you know, like there's the Shazam family; they have that, they've always had that. But then you know, kind of turning all those kids into to heroes was just kind of dumb. Um, and and it was it was way too soon to do that. They should have never done that in the first movie. Um, yeah, that, and again, yeah. but that's they tried. They thought like, oh, like you know, we've got a. We have an Asian Shazam and a black Shazam and a girl Shazam and, you know, uh, a really fat we're kid. We're all was, Shazam. Yeah, we're all Shazam. Uh, we had a cripple kid be a Shazam. Like, all that stuff, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm not against that. Just not in the first movie. And they thought they were going right. to sell a butt ton of toys. You can go to Five Below right now, and all you see in there are Shazam toys. Because, one, they were yeah. crap. They didn't look like any of the pe- actors who played the roles. And, two, they were crap. They just put out crap yeah. figures. 
Um, yeah, I got the Shazam pops just you know just because I like, and they were, yeah. I got them for like four and five bucks. Yeah. The pops most, are cool at most. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so that um, leads to the next so yeah. big part of this is they are closing down DC Direct, um, which yes, I which uh, I have dollars and dollars worth of DC Direct toys over the last 22 <laughs> years. I I don't I don't I'm embarrassed to say how much I've spent on DC Direct toys. <laughs> I like that like, dollars and dollars. I, I uh <laughs> the the whole uh, the lantern core, the war the war of the light lantern core stuff. I mean, I have almost all of those and there were five of those coming out every week um <laughs> for a long time. Um, you know, it, it it's one of those things where you know, uh, I, I have every DC Direct Nightwing. I have every DC Direct Kyle Rayner. I, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it it's sad. And and they're gonna turn this over to Mattel, and Mattel makes shit toys too. Oh God! So yeah, you know, I do like, not like Mattel stuff. I, I've got I've got these Nightwing statues that are DC Direct that are beautiful pieces like you were you were over here on thursday on saturday looking at like you know the yeah. the, the black and white jim lee nightwing i have from hush and then the giant black or the giant color version of it uh on, so my, I have a, on my shelf uh i have a question yeah. on that uh right like you said they were turning over to mattel what about the like the license or whatever they were working with mcfarland toys so that's different i mean that's still gonna that's still happening it's just they're okay, they're good. they're shuttering their they're shuttering their in-house they're in-house Okay. Uh, studio. Which, you know, again, is, is no bueno. Oh. Right. Mm. I mean, Hasbro is bad enough, but, you know, Mattel is just... Um, <laughs> give it to Boss Fight. Uh, that would be really interesting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I it, this is going to be a massive upheaval, upheaval for them. Um, I think the only way AT&T is going to get anything out of this is if they really reevaluate what they're doing. And unfortunately, I think the way they have to go is going to take a gigantic chunk out of the, the direct sales comic market because they already write for trades. You know, they write in six issue arcs. So you buy volumes and, you know, it's easier to just put those out. So... You know, maybe what they do is is they do a limited number of of monthly comics, and then you know the the trades come out much sooner. Um, then then kind of like uh like kind of like that that transition we've seen with movies, where yeah. it used to be you know a movie come out in theater, we wouldn't get it for nine months or more, mm-hmm. like in in home. But now it's like what three months, four months yeah. that you know once that theater run ends or what have you. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just, I, I, like I said, it, it's really, it's really, we don't know what's going to happen from this. I mean, this could all be off or not. I mean, it could, it could turn around and they could be like, Hey, look, we're going to, we're going to put story first. We're not going to worry about a shared universe. Um, you know, this Matt Reeves, Batman, the Batman could turn out to be really good. I, I'm, I'm, I have, I have zero expectation of, of that being good or bad right now. Um, cause all we've seen are still shots. I will say Zo- Zoe Kravitz is, a, is an inspired pick to play Catwoman. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. Yeah. And, and she's got that, she's got that Selena Kyle, like, you know, like throwing back to that whole Eartha kit, you know, from the 66 series, she's got that, that sexy swagger to her. Um, and you know, just because her mom was my first crush ever, you know? So, um, <laughs> 
but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it, this could be this could be an interesting change. And you know, if they go bigger with digital, cool. I mean, go bigger with digital then. Like, go bigger, go home. Yeah, I, and I just yeah, yeah, I just interested to see where. And again, just because you know, it's one of those things like that. It's the aftermath, so we can't. You, there's really not a. There's just a lot of speculation now, right? But like to see where this goes and if is and like you're saying go big on the you know the whole digital aspect like is that going to be like do you think this like not just this but just overall where we're going from technology standpoint we're going to just see less and less physical issues in stores and more yeah. trade paperback I mean I think we're novels. seeing we're seeing that already and you know to you're be seeing, honest okay. I mean to to be to be honest like you know they they have this deal with Walmart um where you know, you can get the comics at Walmart. You, they had like these big hundred page specials that you could get at Walmart where they collected a bunch of things. Um, but I mean, like, so Warner Media's new C- CEO is a guy named Jason Kalar, and he's he's saying direct to consumer is a priority, and direct to consumer does not mean comic book store. No, it doesn't. So, and and it says no matter what the importance uh, digital comics play in DC's future, given the success of the company's trade paperback program with bookstores, physical comics, and trade collections, they're not going anywhere. So, I mean, that's good to hear. Um, and I also think they made the right choice during the pandemic to to step away from Diamond Publishing, which is the monopoly in the comic book publishing business, um, mm-hmm. to go with Luminous. I think that's what it's called. Um, to print their books and and that way they could they started getting books out when everything was shut down so you know comic book stores would had the ability to to have new new comics where people could come in like i know like at queen city it was by appointment only at the pleasant ridge store to go mm-hmm. pick up books if you wanted to um so yeah I, it's just i i'm i'm really interested to see what comes out of dc fandom i i'm really interested to see you know I, like we like I called it a crisis, but let's be honest. There was a whole lot of redundancy with the fact that with the Max, um, HBO Max, and DC Universe, and you know what other stream, what other whatever other streaming apps they have, there there's just corporate fat that needed to be trimmed. Now the fact that two thirds of the editorial staff from DC is gone um, worries me greatly. Um, but you know, um, we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens, um, with, 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 with all of this. Wow. I cannot spell. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find who the, uh, yeah. So they affect a third of the editorial staff is gone. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to see who they, they hired to to do this well, yeah, oh, one of, yeah. Uh, so brian cunningham no i'm sorry so uh brian cunningham is a senior story editor as well as executive editor mark doyle um who he was the one who rolled out black the black label books who he was he oversaw vertigo um which they shuttered a while ago but yeah it's it's just you know i there was a rumor that they hired these two ladies to run it which i don't i don't know if that's true i didn't i didn't catch their their names or anything but yeah, yeah. i caught that too and so um, you know what? I think the Snyder cut is going to be huge litmus for them coming out. Um, 
so the the projects they have upcoming right now are Wonder Woman 1984, which I don't know if you've seen the new trailer. It's fantastic, but you know, um, DC has burned us so many times with awesome trailers for bullshit movies. Um, the <laughs> Batman, the Suicide Squad, Black Adam, which I have no interest in watching. The Rock play The Rock as you know Black Adam, um, and and yeah, uh, I don't know. What so, about the new gods? The what? The new gods. Yeah, no, they they can't. They, like she she's gonna run into the exact same problem she ran into Wrinkle in Time. That it's yeah. it's just not it. The New Gods is not cinematic. It doesn't. It's not gonna. It doesn't work that way. And it has nothing to do with Ava DuVernay. It's the source material. It just. It's gonna look. They're gonna look silly and stupid with you know weird hats, or they're not gonna have like you know, or they're all gonna look so like monochromatic with like you know their different like colored jumpsuits or whatever. I'm I'm just not yeah no 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 I I'm just you know I don't know like the Flash needs to be canceled they need to tell Ezra Miller to to you know go jump in a lake um so I I've been watching Doom Patrol over the last couple of days um just because you know I've run out of things that I really want to watch uh that kid that plays Cyborg on there puts Ray Fisher to shame yeah I I. And granted, he's gotten more screen time and more time to develop. And I mean, from the minute I, I, the minute you meet him, though, he puts Ray Fisher to shame. He yeah. actually looks like Cyborg. Which, oh my god, that was that was actually the worst thing about Ray Fisher. He doesn't look like the, the aggro crag. That that was the CG on Cyborg in the Justice League movie was an abomination to yes. me. It, yep. it was terrible. It was Black Panther level bad. Oh jeez. Whew. Anyway, so yeah, it's just where does DC go from here? And, and yeah. I know one of the things you mentioned were you know the the excess fat, and, and one of the first things you said is that they have a lot of books. Mm-hmm. So it it sound, seems like there needs to be a consolidation of and and again with Marvel too because I think I, I know Marvel. Is I not think the moving subject forward, here, but, anything that's not Superman or Batman is gonna struggle. Because those books still do all right. Justice League does all right too. Um, I, I think you know Wonder Woman has a has an audience, so that's good. Green Lantern has an audience, but I I think at like you know like this weird like Strange Adventure Adventures book that I that like Tom King is writing that I actually kind of enjoy. Um, I I have no expectation I'm going to see all twelve issues of that. Mm-hmm. So. I, it's just I, I think I think they need to get back to just like good storytelling. They need to get away from all these events, and you know we've been saying this for years on this show. They need to get away from events. They need to to get back to either um, a real shared continuity where you know it's Batman is in one place at a time, and then he can show up in other places. But it's like you know you can't have an event going on where he's in two places at once that then that kind of like loses everything and, or go back to where it was like Batman kind of hung out in his book, Superman hung out in his book and they got together in justice league, which, you know, was the whole point of the justice league book was to bring, you know, in the Avengers and, and things like that to bring teen Titans to bring these characters together. Um, so yeah, I think where they go is, uh, you know, they go back to the drawing board and they look at what's working and they do that and they take the things that don't work and don't make money and they don't waste money on it. Um, if you have, you know, if you have like smaller characters, maybe you license them out. Like, 
let somebody pay a licensing fee to do a wannabe series that they do on Kickstarter that, you know, then they have to, you know, they have to license the character. So, you know, DC gets cut of that. Why not? Like try a different business model. Yeah. Because honestly, we've seen for the last several years, what they're doing now is it's just not working. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's much more missed than hit at least, you know, from a theatrical perspective. And, um, and again, that seems like the, it's it's a similar circumstance mm-hmm. with the books to yeah. the comic perspective as well. Absolutely. Like if I could like say like for $25,000, I could license the question, right? Vic Sage. Like I'd seriously consider that. And like, you know, I'm not a professional comic book writer, but I like, I've got a few ideas of like cool question stories that you could do. Um, and I'd hire, find a, find an artist and hire them to draw the book for me. And you know, like, why not? Like, give it a shot. Like, do I make $25,000 back? I don't know. Like, can I lose, can I afford to lose $25,000? Absolutely not. But like, it might be a fun challenge. Um, but like saying that, like you have writers out there, you know, like Dan Jurgens is a great writer. Like I would love to see him, be able to write some of these characters. He's doing fantastic on Nightwing right now. Um, and I, I'd like to see like maybe some cha- some of these creators get a chance to write like lesser known DC characters. Um, not under the DC umbrella. Okay. Because yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask because you have this certain core of characters that, that you know, they're going to do pretty well. And then you have the, you know, the B, C and D team and how, like some of these characters are still very interesting. They're just not quite as popular. You just need someone, you know, with the name. Like uh, Jeff Lemire wrote um, Animal Man when when New Fifty Two came out, and it was the best book. It was it was one of the few like books that was like a super hit, right? And it it, it right. ran its course. It ran its course. It was never going to be like a book that went on for ten years. But it was great while it was there, and you know they unfortunately did a, a an event with uh, Swamp Thing and uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, and I forget the other one, and you know that kind of killed it. So, yeah, it's and again one of the things we talk about with Marvel and is focus on what well, Marvel and comp and and video games as well. Mm-hmm. Focus on the story, not on your agenda. In this case, it's focus on the story and not on the events. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it seems simple. It seems simple. Like I- anytime you're doing some type of story, it should the story should be front and center. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that story is focused on the character or something going on, but it's just – Nowadays, you see too, especially, and it, you know, with the MCU, it's a total. It's we know where the MCU is going, or not the MCU. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, we know uh, where the Marvel MCU com- is going to. I mean, well, it's, it's yeah, not that just, too. It's yeah, not, it's not just comics. I mean, we know where yeah, the it's, MCU it's, is going. It's it's bleeding into the MCU so. now. Um, we've had what ten great years uh, of M- of the mm-hmm. MCU, where it focused on the story. Yep. It focused on the characters, and now it's going to uh, focus on politics and. Yeah. You know, and in Brie Larson. Yeah. And that's I'm like Kramer said, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, you you have you have a a, a tiny little treasure in a Spider Man package and in, in Tom Holland to oh god, I love him to man. really I, he's awesome to 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 really kind of wrap your your franchise around and you know and 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 again like we talked about last week you know the Haley Steinfeld news yeah Kate Bishop that's that's another that's another positive for me yeah I love agree. her so like if you know getting back to the yeah DC it's like this is and again it's like because the fallout is still coming there's still a lot we don't like I said I'm, you know kind of repeating myself but there's a lot we don't know um this is a lot, a lot of this is speculation but it's not it's speculation in the sense of how just how businesses work you know there there you know how many times you have you know when you look at middle managers you say okay i have all these middle managers do i really need them yeah i mean it's unfortunate we were at fidelity when when they went Mm -hmm. through one of those things and you know um there were a lot of people who were really you know quite good at what they did but they were in the middle and and they were unfortunately superfluous so yeah, you know, and, and when, when I say it, it's I, I, I say it's unfortunate because you, you don't, you know, unless someone is just, you know, a bad employee or bad, you know, a bad actor, and and we've seen a mm-hmm. plenty of these in the in the comic industry, in every industry, I, I'm not happy when somebody loses their job, even if it's something no. that hey, you know, it needs to be done. Right, it, it sucks. And man. the sad it thing really is, sucks. is like because this industry is in such disarray, those people aren't going to necessarily find jobs in comics. Um, right. And I challenge them to to go go forth and like make their own comics. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a new label popped up, especially with Chris Royale from um, who formerly from IDW is kind of out there doing nobody knows quite what yet. And I, I think he he's he's someone who I'm interested to keep an eye on. Um, I will say this. Uh, I know I know some some people from from D.C. actually listen to this. Um, if anyone out there is doing a project hit, hit me up on the site, um, on my email, uh, or on, on, uh, Instagram, uh, hit us up on the infamous podcast, Instagram account. And, uh, dude, we'll promote the shit out of anything that you guys do. Anything like, you know, no, no, not like saying, Oh, sponsor the show. No, we'll just, if you have something, we will open every show with, Hey, did you back this Kickstarter yet? Speaking of, did you back this Kickstarter? Uh, Bob France, who did, um, metal shark bro volumes one and two, their new uh, Kickstarter, um, Ninja Nuns, Bad Habit, um, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is on Kickstarter for I think another twenty plus days. Uh, it's already been funded, but definitely go back that book. And if you missed Metal Shark Bro Volume One or Two, like there's a uh, there, I know there's a a tier where you can get um, not just the digital copies, but you can get the the actual paper copies, and that's like that's the kind of stuff people can do and having things like Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, help make that possible. Yeah. Bad habit. That's pretty funny. So uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's really all I have to say about, about all this. I think, um, you know, I, I, this was an interesting week. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week that, that, you know, with, with Brike leaving uh, Avatar, um, you know, Shield ending, like that's sad stuff. Uh, the Fortnite thing came up today, so I mean that that's that's something that's interesting. Um, happy news is Blumhouse and, and Amazon are teaming up, and then you know this DC thing could turn out to be awesome. You you don't know, yeah. we don't know yet. That that's the thing, and and 
you know, I, I, I jokingly called this a literal DC crisis event, <laughs> but like, yeah, it mean, might not yeah, be. A, people, it might, and, and for yeah. some people it is. And, and you know what? I lost my job during all of this too. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I have a tremendous amount of empathy for everybody involved and, and, you know, um, like if anybody needs anything, like, please let me know. I'm, I'm more than happy to help with a reference or referral or whatever. But, um, but yeah, like the, this is, this could be good. I mean, AT&T is not a stupid company, um, by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know what's, uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, it, I mean, it could go a couple ways, and, and you know, they, I, they do think they need direct, better, a big, better direction in the sense of having someone who, you know, knows the business, but also has the passion. But and when I say the business, I don't mean just the comic business, but I mean the business of how do you, how do you, how to be successful, and understanding that everything, every idea is not necessarily a good idea. No, but it's still worth it to try. Like even if yeah, you, yeah. When I, you think, when I yeah. no, and what I mean by that, and let me explain that a little bit more. It's like, look, you like when we were talking about it. You know, you understand that you know all these books are going to be successful. These books over here, you know, they're, they're trimming the fat, not not you know getting a book for everything, and finding creative ways to still be able to use some of these, like you said, use some of these characters that are C tiers, are D tier, but have interesting stories that could be told about them. So it's not abandoning, you know, it's not just like say, Hey, we're just doing Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman stories. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that, you know, take a look at your inventory and what makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also, like you said, you can't, that doesn't mean you just go with what works because when you do that, you do lose some of your creativity, right. and that's right. in the in the industry like this, you don't want to lose that creativity. Mm-mm. So, no, it'll be interesting to see what we have going about. forward. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's so yeah, it's it's just it, it's gonna be it, it's an interesting time to see see what's happening in in the world and you know um, of comics and of of nerd entertainment. I, I don't think we're at a point where, you know, it, it's time to start. Like, like I, I don't think there's a superhero fatigue yet. I, I think, you know, I, I think if anything right now, people are, are hungry for new stuff. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, it's, they need kinda, to do it better. Remi- yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, in the first Avengers where cap is in in the in the quinjet with colson speaking of colson mm-hmm. and he said he did a redesign of his, his uh uniform and he said and cap said what uh, you know the red white and blue is you know too old-fashioned and colson says something along the lines of i think we need that kind of right now mm-hmm. yeah and we do we need it so so all right well cool man um yeah, so you know, if you guys like the show, uh, hit us up on iTunes or, or Podchaser to give us a uh, a five star review. That would be awesome. Um, I was telling Daryl like we have new analytics. Um, at one point, we were ranked like thirty third in TV reviews in the U.S. Um, for last week, which I, I found like really interesting and awesome. So thank you guys for everyone who's listening. Yeah, and, thanks uh, a lot. 
we 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 appreciate you we we love doing this and uh yeah and it, it, like if you like us like check out our, our patreon we've got some cool stuff because um one of the things we have is the ability to uh pitch an idea for the show and uh like i i really kind of want to like have somebody be like hey do this and then so we have to go study and find uh <laughs> fi- find out about this topic um so anyway but yeah hey talk about cursed for us uh, but i'd do it for money i'd do it <laughs> so, but uh but yeah all right well cool well on that note we will uh you know like baby yoda in a in a satchel we'll see you guys next week <laughs> have a great week everybody bye This podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Later.